The quarterly results are in for several leading Indian software and services companies, with the sentiment upbeat, with almost all players witnessing a significant growth and the sector as a whole likely to see double-digit growth after several years now. But these companies have also seen a spike in attrition levels. To find out why, we speak with Venkatesha Babu, Business Line's Chief of Bureau, Bengaluru, to know more what could be the reasons for the spike in attrition levels. Welcome, sir. Welcome to BL Context. Thank you. What is the current situation of the hiring market for the IT field? As you can rightly mention, there is a huge amount of growth being witnessed by the nearly $150 billion worth of software and services which we export. This market uh, this year is likely to witness double-digit growth for the first time in the last four or five years, which means that there is a huge amount of demand for trained uh, software professionals to service them. The Indian software and services industry employ about four and a half million people because of the pandemic-induced digital transformation, which is happening across industries, across sectors, from various players in the globe. There is a huge demand uh, for Indian outsourcing uh, work, which is what is driving up the demand uh, for these professionals. As the copy has mentioned, there is also uh, high attrition numbers. What is the rate of attrition to that of talent acquisition this year? This varies across companies. Uh, uh, you know, among leading companies, for instance, uh, Tata Consultancy Services reported an attrition of 11.3%. Uh, Infosys uh, reported an attrition of 20.1%. This is on the last 12-month trialing basis. Uh, Just to put this um, uh, percentages in context, for instance, if you take Infosys has roughly about 2.8 lakh employees. If there is an attrition of 20%, that means more than 55, 56,000 people have left the organization in the last 12 months. That is a huge, huge number. So attrition is a very real uh, challenge for not just for uh, one or two individual companies, but for the sector as a whole. As I said, Demand uh, has uh, gone up through the roof because of all the digital transformation which is happening across the globe, which has meant that Indian IT companies are seeing a huge amount of inflow of work after a long time. Uh, They have been growing consistently, but this year, as I said earlier, they will witness double-digit growth. So attrition has also spiked. There are a couple of other factors which have also contributing to this uh, spike in attrition. Uh, One is, uh, of course, uh, well-funded startups are ready to pay significantly more for this uh, software engineering talent. Uh, If you look at the Indian uh, software uh, companies, the traditional large players, especially at the junior and uh, mid-level, the salaries have more or less stagnated. For instance, uh, let me again uh, give an example. For a fresh engineering recruit who has been recruited off the campus by, say, any of the top 10 uh, Indian IT uh, software companies, his entry-level salary per annum basis has hovered around 3.5 to 4 lakh rupees per annum. And this number has not changed in nearly a decade. If you actually take inflation into account, this actually means that his purchasing, his or her purchasing power has actually come down. So uh, IT companies need to recognize uh, that they need to reward their talent a little bit better. 
but they have a defense on why this number has held at that level. They say that uh, most of the engineering talent which comes out of uh, our engineering schools, they require a huge amount of uh, investment in terms of training before they become billable. At least they need to be invested in for about a year or so before they be become billable to clients. And th there is a cost associated with it, which is the reason why the Indian IT companies have been saying that we have maintained at that level. But they have also pointed out that they have been handing out salary increases for the mid to senior levels because they are more productive, that they are more uh, billable and they bring in more money to the uh, company. Second, uh, also because of the current uh, COVID-induced uh, work norms, several people have gone back to their uh, native places. Uh, this could be tier two, tier three cities from where they are uh, delivering work. Some of them don't want to come back to a consolidated super campus, which has been the usual model for most of the large Indian IT players. So that has also been one of the reasons for attrition. In the past, uh, uh, some of these engineers have been uh, happy to take a smaller pay from a company which is closer to where they stay because of the nightmarish commutes, especially in most of the major metros across the country. Now, because of the new work norms, wherein they can deliver their work from anywhere, sitting anywhere, they're happy to look at other opportunities. So a uh, number of reasons are driving this attrition and uh, the software companies, software service companies are re recognizing that and they're trying to address the problem in their own ways. What were the attrition numbers in the major IT companies like this year? As I did mention, it broadly varies, but uh, this year uh, it would be uh, very easily in the uh, 10 to 15% range for most of the large players, which is a very, very significant number. Uh, given the basis on which they operate, most of them employ at least a couple of uh, lakh employees each. So that is a huge churn in their workforce. And um, attrition levels uh, this year, as I have said earlier, are uh, likely to continue to spike at least for the next two to three quarters before supply catches up. Do you see this trend of attrition being temporary or is it likely to reverse at some point? Let me address uh, the part of the question on this being temporary. There are multiple points of view. Some feel that this is a structural shift which is happening, uh, wherein uh, entry level and uh, junior uh, level employees are not, especially those who are between the zero to six year kind of work experience range, are no more ready to put up with this. You know, everybody coming to a large, single large campuses, uh, which host thousands of employees and wherein they have to clock in a minimum of uh, nine and a half hours, at least this apart from the commute, which could uh, easily be two hours uh, uh, each way. So uh, they are not ready to do that uh, anymore. What are companies doing out of the box to retain talent? So um, they are taking a number of measures. One way they are trying to uh, see whether uh, some of the work can be permanently shifted to uh, delivery modes which are comfortable uh, for uh, the employees. That is, allow them to deliver from wherever they are. It could be somebody... Uh, 
sitting out of Mysore, somebody sitting out of uh, Kanchipuram instead of him traveling to Chennai, somebody uh, sitting in Vizag uh, delivering for uh, work for a company headquartered out of Hyderabad. So that is one. Second, of course, they are trying to up the pay which is being uh, offered to these guys because they need to essentially compete in the marketplace. Third, they are trying also uh, to incentivize uh, these employees by saying that, look, we are going to offer you an opportunity to upskill yourself and work with some marquee clients. So they are trying to dangle multiple carrots to ensure that the employees continue to work for them. With the pandemic, has it marked a trend of offices moving from a centralized location to more uh, tier two and tier three cities? Yes. As I said earlier, multiple factors are actually driving that. One, uh, the cost of real estate in uh, most of the uh, major cities are absolutely high compared to uh, tier two, tier three cities. Also, uh, the leaving cost for the employees themselves in this tier two, tier three uh, locations are significantly lower. There is tremendous talent uh, available outside of the metros also. And uh, historically, they have been forced to uh, do internal migration to uh, take part in this opportunities. Now, that is not the case anymore. So, uh, at least uh, a significant portion of the work uh, will be permanently delivered in the current mode wherein employees deliver uh, remotely rather than uh, coming to a single campus. That is the structural shift I was uh, talking about and that is likely to sustain and accelerate going forward. And are IT companies working in that direction also to have more uh, tier 2, tier 3 working models now that the pandemic is kind of moving into a post-pandemic workspace? They have no choice. They have to, at the end of the day, uh, they have to be where the talent is, where the talent is willing to work from. It also makes financial sense for them to have a more distributed workforce working from uh, several remote parts. In fact, such has been the demand for talent. I have been speaking to a number of industry executives. They are saying that while India has been the back office for software and services for almost the whole of uh, the globe, Indian companies are now looking at trying to tap uh, talent from countries like Vietnam, Philippines, Ukraine, because such is the paucity and crunch in uh, the talent uh, supply chain right now. As some of the companies told me, this might ease out over, say, the next uh, three to four quarters but uh, before the supply comes in, the uh, new people are trying. This will continue uh, to be a challenge for most of the companies. And uh, tier two, tier three cities uh, will benefit from uh, this trend. And the companies recognize that fact. Thank you, sir. Thank you for addressing all the aspects regarding this, this trend where the IT uh, sector has seen a lot of growth. But at the same time, also addressing the question behind why attrition levels have also increased with that growth. Thank you, sir. And until the next episode of The Context, this is Siddharth signing off. Thank you. Thank you.